Welcome to another edition of SJHL Weekly, but this time we are live from the Legends Center here in Warman at the SJHL Showcase. It's Rory McGoran, Jeremy Corgan. Thank you so much for joining us. And Rory, it's just great to be back at the Showcase. It's amazing to be back. You yeah. see the fan, these stands littered with scouts. We just had all the schools come oh, down, about 300, 400 unreal. school kids down, <laughs> yeah. cheering on the Broncos and the Ice Bowls, which is taking place right behind us. But two games yesterday, they were fantastic. Mm. Uh, Yorkton and LaRange both pick up victories. We got four games today, Four games tomorrow, two more on Wednesday. Yeah, it's a great week, and I'm so happy to be back at the showcase. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. I was worried that we wouldn't be able to hear ourselves with how loud those kids <laughs> were. It was, the energy was great. It was unreal for the first uh, half of the game. Obviously, the kids got to go back to school, unfortunately. But, yes, we have a lot to get into. Obviously, a busy weekend in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We had games Friday, Saturday, and obviously the showcase started on Sunday. So let's start on Friday. Four games on tap, four big games and we alluded to it last week it was really rivalry night friday night in the saskatchewan junior hockey league as you can see on the board our weekend recap presented by sask lotteries the larange ice wolves knock off the flint Plon bombers 2-1 in a shootout a big win for waiver 9-2 over estevan battle for doubling up melville 6-3 and humble with that 7-4 win over melford but let's start at the top yep. the larange ice wolves are currently on the ice right now they took on the Flin Flon Bombers in a very tight game, but a big win for LaRange on the on the road, bouncing back after that tough game against Melfort. Yeah, you were at the game and you saw mm -hmm. the uh, the intensity when those two teams oh, meet on, at either unreal. the Mel or the Whitney Forum in Flin Flon, uh, one of the most historic buildings. Yeah. Of course, you were at the Whitney Forum, but very tight checking, uh, a lot of shots also mm -hmm. for both sides. First off, there's a bunch of people I want to give credit to on the LaRange Ice Wolves. And I think it starts with Kyle Schneider, 100%. their assistant coach, but he's manning the head coaching position for the first 10 games of the yep. season due to Kevin Kaminsky's suspension. And that is a tough mountain for a player that just was in the league three years ago, last year's first year as assistant, and now right. coming into his second full year. And already he's got to take the helm for the first 10 games yeah. and get the ice wheels rolling. Kyle Schneider deserves all the credit in the world 100%. because a great start for LaRange. Yes, they are trailing in the game behind us right now 5-2, to two, but uh, he deserves all the credit. And how about the emergence of Dawson Smith, Unreal. the goaltender for LaRange, stops 42 of 43 against the Flint Flon Bombers, and he's right up there in the, you know, last year Xavier Cannon played a lot for LaRange. Yep. Dawson Smith got in sometimes, but he's really showing now, and it's his time to shine for the LaRange Ice Wolves. He's taken over. Yeah, and you have to think, too, with that last year, you know, getting into as many games as he did last year, that's going to only help him being thrusted now into the starters role, getting that experience last year at the Junior A level as an 18-year-old. And he's, he looks very confident in between the pipes. Yeah. We saw it yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you look at the, the list of goaltenders right now in tops of save percentage. I think you have Dawson Smith, Josh Kotai and Battleford's Caleb Allen, yeah. Harmon Laser Hume, they all have over 940 save yeah. percentages. So at the start of the season's been kind of compressed in terms of goal yeah. or in terms of goal scoring. And uh, a lot of these goaltenders are, you know, they're running away with starting jobs and that's what coaches like to see. Dawson Smith's doing it for Kyle Schneider right now and then in a few games Kevin Kaminsky of course will be back at the helm. All right, let's get to the next game on on Friday it was the Wayburn Red Wings over the Estevan Bruins. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody saw that score coming. A 9-2 win for the Weyburn Red Wings over their Highway 39 rivals. And you have to think for, for that Weyburn Red Wings organization and for, for the coaching staff, the players returning, after all those games last year that, you know, the Estevan Bruins were came out on top with big wins over Weyburn, 
you had to think that first game against their Highway 39 rivals, they probably had marked on their calendar and ready to go, and they, they proved it. Yeah, they absolutely did. Nine goals scored Unreal. against the Estevan Unreal. Bruins, and three of them by Kirk Mullen, who we talked about last week on the yeah. show, who only played half the year for Weyburn after being acquired from the AJHL. Mm -hmm. So he's now showing, just like Dawson Smith is in LaRange, mm -hmm. that he's one that you got to circle on your lineup if you're yeah. an opposition coach every time you go up against the Weyburn Red Wings. But you got to give credit for Cody Mapes. Weyburn struggled last year and the year before. You know they were going to go through a rebuild. They've seemed to expedite that process because Weyburn now off to a strong start. And I think they only, did they win a game against Estevan last year? If they did, it was one game. Yeah. And they are already with a big nine goal uh, lead over there over the Estevan Bruins. Uh, home opener for Weyburn. I think their fans have every reason to be oh, excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the other side, uh, we talked about it last week after they <laughs> lost the first two games to York. Yeah. And we're like, no, 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 it's too early to panic. Is it now? I mean, we can ask Superfan Carl well, down in Estevan. Yeah. I think he's already hit the, the, the panic button, but what's I, happening there? I think we'll have to see after the showcase. I would like to see them. I, I haven't seen them yet live in person. I'd like to see them live before we, uh, you know, maybe lightly touch the panic button. But obviously a, a huge in injury earlier huge. this week for Cam Herlicka in between the pipes. So we'll see how it works out for the Estevan Bruins here at the, the showcase. Obviously, they take on Humboldt tomorrow, yeah. and then they uh, close out the showcase against Nipwin on uh, Wednesday. So right now you're still staying even keel when you're talking I, about the Estevan I Bruins. Don't, and I don't want to hit the panic button on any teams yeah. yet until after the showcase. I think fair, it, that's I, fair, yeah. I, I don't like, my personal opinion is you got to wait till 10 games to get a fair fair judgment of some of these teams. You got to let them gel a little bit. But yeah, there is a, definitely a little bit of cause concern for sure. Well, and how about how about this fact? I mean, we, we touched on LaRange, but we didn't, you know, hit too much on Flin Flon. They're averaging the least amount of yes. goals per game yes. in the league at like 1.7. Not enough for yeah. Mike Reagan and the Flin yeah. Flon Bombers. You mentioned they've only scored five goals. Four of them have been by one player in yeah. Cole Dubrow. And one was an empty netter. So I, they need to find more offense. And yeah. the two teams that were in the SJHL finals, played in the Centennial Cup, yep. are starting from behind the eight ball. Yep. Yeah, we'll, have, we'll get to that later on in the show. It's, it's definitely an interesting time for the two teams that yep. were in the Centennial Cup, for sure. Uh, next matchup to get to on Friday was the Battle for North Stars against the Melville Millionaires. A 6-3 win for Battleford, highlighted by a massive third period by Battleford. They score five of their six goals. And, you know, they're one of three teams right now in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League who don't have any blemishes on their record, and they seem they're off to a great start. Yeah, Battleford is rolling. Braden Klamosko's got them tuned in. Yeah. Uh, there was an injury to Lowen Kenyon, uh, one of their goaltenders. We yeah. didn't know who would start. Josh Kotai has run away with oh, it. Unreal. Talking to Jamie Nugabauer, who's just walking across our camera <laughs> right there. Um, uh, he, he got to see Kotai in person as the, the, hound, or the Hounds played Battlefords. He right. said, yeah, this guy's going to be one of the elite goalies in the league. So Klamasco does it again, finds another <laughs> one. We knew that their defensive pairing, uh, all six of them were deep. We knew their forwards. If you stop the Southgate line, up comes Kessler. And if yeah. you stop their line, up comes their Kean Bell, a new, uh, newly acquired player out of the QMJHL. You stop that line, then comes uh, Klein and Holden Dole. It's just... It's wave after wave after wave, and there's really no surprise to me that they're starting off 4-0. No, not at all. And uh, fi the final game, the one that you got to see yeah. yourself firsthand, the Humble Broncos with a 7-4 win over Melford. Uh, a highly entertaining game at the Northern Lights Palace, but another big win for the Broncos. Yeah, 7-4, and Northern Lights Palace, we talked about the Whitney Forum. We yeah. talked about... Um, um, 
the Access Credit Union, I believe it's called now, in Battlefords, but... Um, it's still the Civic Center to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it is... Uh, Northern Lights Palace is one of the hardest buildings to win in. Yes. And the Humble Broncos, you know, when they go up against the Mustangs, the fans travel well, the rivalry game yeah. is intact, and it, it always leads to a great game. Humble opened it up 2-0, Melford closed the gap. Humble right. went back up by two, Melford got back with one. Back up by two, it was, it was back and forth yeah. the whole way. Funny thing is, though, when I look at these two teams, I see the best defense core in the league. Melford and Humboldt, I would put really? one, two. I put Battleford's right behind them. Very, very close right. between those three. Okay. So you think it's going to be a smothering kind of not a lot of grade-A scoring chances. Thought, yeah. But sometimes when you have those two elite defense cores, they're both mobile. They both can move the puck quick. Yeah. It actually has the adverse effect. And that's what we saw with 11 goals scored in Melford. Yeah, and it made for, obviously, a very entertaining game. Now, let's get to Saturday's scores. We'll get them on the board. Just the two games just yeah. cut back in uh, half. There's only the two games on the uh, schedule. We had Melford against Humboldt, the, you know, the return matchup. Second half of the home and home, which uh, Humboldt came out on top of the 3-2 overtime win. And then the Melville Millionaires finally getting there. They got their first win of the season with a 4-3 shootout win over the Kindersley Clippers. Let's start in Humboldt. You were at that game, obviously. It was a great, it was exciting game and I'm sure obviously the crowd, uh, home crowd went home happy with a very exciting win. Yes, the home and home sweep for the Humboldt Broncos to go to 3-0 on the season. This was the type of defensive structured game that yeah, we saw. 100%. It was 1-0 all the way into the third period and then a couple back and forth goals led it to 2-2, went into overtime. Um, I got to give a shout out to Leighton Halayan and Leith Olofsson, the two, the, the top pair for the Melford Mustangs. Yeah. Leighton, or pardon me, Yes, Halayan played 29 minutes in that game. Wow. Leith Olofsson played yeah. 27. The night before in Melford, they were around both around the 26-minute mark. So they're logging nearly half the game. If they're not the top pairing in the SJHL, they're number two, number three. They do everything for the Melford Mustangs, and they're contributing on offense, both of them with a point-per-game pace. In Halayan and Olofsson, they generate that offense from the blue line and moves forward, and with those two defensemen, Melford... You know, yes, they only had the one victory, but they went up against Humboldt twice. They've already yeah. faced Flint. They've had some tough games oh, to start. Oh, yeah. So I, no reason to panic in Melford. They got one of the best decors. They got a great coach in Trevor Blevins and a really balanced offensive attack. I just think they ran into a Humboldt team that was, you know, ready to go a little bit more in those two games. And like you mentioned, obviously, they started the year in Flint Flon against yeah. uh, the Flint Flon Bombers in their home opener. Essentially, they lost 2 nothing, but the second goal was an empty netter, yeah. so they really only lost one nothing. And then uh, you get that home win. Yeah, they're one... Uh, one, two, and one, yeah. but you know, no cause for concern for the Melford Mustangs. They're still going to be one of the top teams in the league this year. Yeah, and Humboldt Broncos, they get the overtime winner from their captain, Ethan Zilke, and behind us, I know we're going to get yeah. to it. He's got two goals in this game, so yeah. a great start for the newly anointed captain of Ethan Zilke, and a great start for the Broncos. They went 3-0. and Yeah, and then finally, let's get to that other game on Saturday. The Melville Millionaires getting their first win of the season over the Kindersley Clippers. A real back-and-forth game between these two hockey clubs. They really went punch for punch, and uh, Melville getting their first win after, you know, their in the thir third time is the charm for the Millionaires as they get their first win, and a big win that was needed. Yeah, and it was the Noah Wills show. Yeah, um, it was. You know, we know how much talent Noah Wills has. Couple goals and an assist, so yeah. that line's going to be generating most of the offense for the Melville Millionaires. Uh, Kindersley right in it again. Yeah. We saw it against Battleford's one-goal yeah. game. Here against Melville, one-goal game. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame, it's they're, they're in the games. They're in the games. Oh, yeah. They just got to they gotta find that way to get over that hump because they're still looking for that win. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's been a tough, yeah, they've had 
a lot of close games yes. other than that uh, home opener in Battleford. They've been in every game, mm -hmm. and I'm sure they'll be in the game to, uh, this afternoon against uh, the Yorkton Terriers. Right. But let's get to the first day of the showcase yesterday. Obviously, it's the electricity in this building has been outstanding throughout the showcase so far. Two games on tap yesterday, and it all started as the Larange Ice Wolves uh, picked up a 4-1 win. A great performance by Larange. They uh, saw the 4-1 win over the Kindersley Clippers, and Dawson Smith was outstanding. <laughs> Crazy. Outstanding in that game uh, against the Kindersley Clippers. And like you mentioned, obviously Kindersley still looking for that first win of the season, but uh, they had lots of great chances, but Dawson Smith was there to shut the door. Yeah, shout out to LaRange again. The yeah, Wolves, they're getting man. it done, man. They're tough to play against. They Their goaltending's there. Uh, we know that they're an in-your-face, run and gun, get the shots on net. You know, uh, don't let anyone in front of the crease, right? They're going to... They're going to play mean. They're going to play aggressive. And, you know, they're getting some offensive pieces. Bergerson yeah. coming over from the KIJHL in BC had a snipe last night. He's yeah. already got one today. Uh, he looks like a really good piece offensively for the Ice Wolves. And you mentioned it, Kindersley. Um, didn't have their greatest performance. Uh, they looked a little bit slow to start yeah. the, the showcase. Yeah. And I had this point talking to Jordan Fry, of course, uh, one of the guys doing the broadcasts on Sastel here at the showcase. Um, it's a little bit of a different. We know the showcase comes in with plenty of scouts, plenty of eyes on you, right? 100%. So it can increase the nerves a bit of the players. 100%. If a team comes into the showcase where maybe they're in a little bit of a struggle already, like mm -hmm. they're gripping the stick, the mm -hmm. confidence isn't there, yep. that's going to now increase those nerves even more because you're 100%. trying to put on a show, but you know that the win is also important. It's a regular season game. If you're the Battleford's North Stars, if you're the Humboldt Broncos coming in, haven't mm -hmm. lost, it seems like things are clicking yep. already early. Does that you know, allow that extra breath right. before you come into a showcase knowing the eyes are on you. But hey, we're playing the right way. Stick to the way and individual success will come with that. Yeah, and that's the tough thing for, like you mentioned, the Kinders yeah. and Clippers right now. Obviously, they're on the other end of that spectrum. Is That's because they have been in three of the four games that they've been in. It seems like they're just not getting the bounces, and they're still looking for that elusive first win. Well, and how about the, the tough schedule? I mean, they yeah. just, they just um, you know, play the Battle for North Stars, and then they come in here. They're going to get an early game. They don't have the 7.30 game the next day, so yeah. it's three straight games in bang, bang, bang order. And, yeah, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough, it, especially it's, when you're still trying to find that first win and get the consistency going. And they got some good pieces, but, yeah, so they just, they just got to find a way to get over that hump again. Yeah, we'll see how much gas they have in the tank, obviously. Uh, they're the next game on schedule, and they go up against the Yorkton Terriers squad, who improved to 4-0 and last night. A very impressive win over the Nipwin Hawks, a team that's, you know, Nipwin's been putting the puck in the back of the net yeah. early on this season. And Caleb Allen standing on his head, and the Yorkton Terriers improving to 4-0 and with a big win. Yeah, it was a huge win, and it's funny. Uh, last year at the end of the year, we, we look at this game, yeah. and we're like, that's kind of a nothing game. Yorkton knew who they were playing in the playoffs. Sure. Nipwin knew they weren't in the playoffs. Right. And I was actually circling this one in the showcase as one of the most, I was like, I, this is a really tantalizing matchup here. Right. First day of the showcase. Both teams, I wouldn't say exceeding expectations. We knew, like, Yorkton, we just didn't really know who they right. were. They lost so many pieces. Right. Nipwin, we knew they were going to progress off their rebuild, but beating Estevan, beating Flinflon, so it, two big wins for them. I was really excited to see it. Goaltending battle right through the Reed yeah. Lalonde for the Hawks. Unbelievable. Caleb Allen, one step better. Yeah. And how about Caleb Allen? Even gets credited for a goal at the end of it. Yeah. I think it still stood, didn't oh, it? Oh, I, I, think, I think so. So a goalie goal at the showcase. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. A little bit of everything uh, for Caleb Allen and the Yorkton Terriers yesterday. 
yesterday, winning 3-0 uh, and improving to 4-0 and uh, well atop the Viterra division right now. Yeah, and we'll talk about, uh, we're getting Matt Hare, the head coach of yep. the Yorkton Terriers, coming up next. And I have so many questions to ask him yeah. because we didn't know what Yorkton was and the reason why. They lost Keyshawn Gervais. They yep. lost Zach McIntyre. They lost Tyson Jansen, Parker Jasper, Tanner Sklarouk, Kale DePape, their star goaltender. It's like if you took that team last year, and put a line under who's the best players on the team, they lost all of them. Yep, they're 100%, all gone. 100%. Steven Norum, they're all gone. Yep. So they either aged out or went to went, went somewhere else. Yep. So then they bring in, you know, Pavel McKenzie comes in. They still have J.D. Hall, Maddox Nolski. We just didn't know if they could, you know, take over that supplemental scoring and lead scoring that yep. they needed to. Well, 4-0, they've really proved us early that they can. Yeah, us in the media, we had no idea what to I think of I didn't know they, who they were. Yeah. Nope, nobody <laughs> no did. It was, it was all of us uh, in the media when it comes to the Yorkton Terriers, but we will get to Matt Hare after the break, but before we go to break, mm. got to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors here uh, to put on SJHL Weekly and of course our other show, SJHL Insider, Chevrolet, Viterra, RBC, Sastel, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, and the Tourism Saskatchewan. It's been a great time so far here at the SJHL Showcase at uh, the Legends Centre here in Warman. But after the break, we will hear from Yorkton Terriers head coach and general manager Matt Hare get his thoughts on uh, the Yorkton Terriers. 4-0 start to the SJHL season. This is SJHL Weekly on all of the SJHL social media platforms. SASTEL Be Kind Online wants to stop cyberbullying. Want in on the action? We award up to $1,000 for youth initiatives that help spread kindness and prevent bullying. What great idea do you have to help stop bullying? SASTEL can help. Go to BeKindOnline.com and apply for a grant today. Together, we can make a difference. Capital Auto Mall is a proud partner of the SJHL in Saskatchewan. Capital Auto Mall on the corner of Rochdale and Pasqua in Regina. Make way for the first ever Chevrolet Silverado ZR2. With Multimatic shocks, rugged 33-inch tires, and front and rear electronic locking differentials. Dude, this is awesome, but we should get back to work. Is good? Perfect. If you're gonna work remote, work remote. Find new workspaces. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Saskatchewan, you know Sastel. Because we're everywhere. Keeping you connected. To your family and friends. To your history and culture. To those traditions that make us who we are. Sastel cares, always has, always will, because we're dedicated to our home. You wouldn't take the ice without protective wear, so why would you take to the job site that way? The SCSA is proud to partner with the SJHL.
Welcome back inside the Legends Center. It's SJHL Weekly with Rory McGoran and Jeremy Corrigan. And we are pleased to be joined by the head coach and general manager of the Yorkton Terriers, Matt Heron. Every one of our coaches' convos this season is presented by the Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association. Matt, thank you so much for your time. And uh, how's it going so far? And, um, you know, I just want to say great job on this show. It's, uh, it's been awesome so far. We appreciate it. Well, first and foremost, we'll start easy. We'll give you a softball. What did you think of your team's performance yesterday in your first game at the showcase? Yeah, um, you know what? I, I thought we were good. I thought we struggled uh, probably early on. Yeah. Um, we were trying to do too much early on, which tends to happen at showcase game. But we settled in and played our game, and I, I really liked our last probably 30 minutes, and, and especially our third period. What's been the juice? 4-0 and for the Arkton Terriers. You know, I mean, you go up against Division Rival and Estevan, take care of business, and since then, you know, you keep rolling. Uh, a lot of us didn't really know what you guys kind of were entering the season because you lost a lot of your key pieces. But 4-0 uh, start, you got to be happy with the way that those key pieces have performed. Well, I've been bugging Noobsy that he has double down and putting us last place. <laughs> he did, he did. <laughs> he under us, so. um, no, you know what? Uh, all all uh, three out of four games have been one-goal games, and... Yeah. Um, think that was difference last year we were losing those games but this this group uh, it's really resilient and, and a lot more maturity there and we're just finding ways to win those games and um, you know it's paying dividends and obviously great goaltending with uh, Caleb Allen has been huge as well. Alright you brought him up <laughs> yeah. so let's talk about him he's been outstanding for you guys obviously 4-0 he's been the starter in every game Talk about your new netminder because he's been outstanding so far this year for you guys. Yeah, um, you know, he's a big kid from Colorado. Yeah. Um, not too many 18-year-old starters in the league. No. Um, so, yeah, hats off to him the way he's been performing. Um, we know every time he's in the net, there, we have a chance to win. And that's all you can ask for a goalie is give you a chance to win. And, um, you know, I, he's been more or less stealing us games too, I think, early on. And, um, you know, yesterday get, gets shut out, gets credited with uh, a goal that Nipwin scored on themselves. So, um, you know... What more can you ask? You have an offensive goalie now, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you look around the league, for fan bases that sometimes lose what they think is one of the best goaltenders in the league, Kale DePape, Race Ramsey, Cal Shell, Matt Vicente, um, to name a few, what, what was the scouting situation like? Where did you discover Caleb Allen? Did you have him on your radar prior to the offseason, or was this something yeah. that just came up this summer? No, um, there, there's a guy from Yorkton that that's, uh, lives in the States now that, that had been working with Caleb, so he's kind of on our radar, but we weren't really sure what the goaltending situation was. But, um, you know, like you said, there, there are lots of goalies left this league, but there's a new wave of uh, very good goalies yeah. coming in. So, um, And I think that's a good thing about the SGHL. There's always so much parity in it that, you know, there's a great exposure here, for, especially at a goaltender level. You touched on um, your returning players coming back and taking that next step. Maybe just speak to that returning core and how much they've grown to help you guys so far this year. Yeah, um, you know, it's starting this summer. Um, you know, we uh, we lost two key guys, and, and it was the returners that kind of banded everyone together and got them dialed in, you know, probably in July. They, they were starting to talk and get everyone focused, and they've been great leaders, um, you know on the ice, off the ice, kind of in the community, everything you can ask for, they've really taken the charge. And, um, you know, you can't ask anything more of them. Um, I've been very, uh, very proud of their the way that they've handled themselves. And I think it's showing um, how close-knit our group is early on, just with either results on the ice. You, we mentioned close-knit, and we know that the players you uh, that graduated out or went somewhere else, it's, it was a big list of York Terriers. When you look at the players you brought in, though, you notice that there's kind of pairs that have come from the same teams, two from Fort Saskatchewan, two from the SSAC Athletics, two from the Yorkton Maulers. 
Was that kind of a strategy to bring in a little chemistry and consistency, or did it just happen that way? Yeah, I'd say a little bit of both. Um, you know, there's uh, two guys on SSAC yeah. with Butts and Ruptash are really after. Um, same with McDonald and Van Brabrandt. And, um, you know, we did kind of think of that too, right? At least we're bringing some familiarity yeah. with and, um you know, we have uh, Veldman and Bendura on uh, Shirt Park as well. That, that There's came four in of them, yeah. Too. Yeah, so, um, yeah and, and, you know, they, they bring that close-knit already, and they all played against each other last year too, so um, they know each other and everything, and we got them kind of all talking in the summer and all already kind of forming yeah. a group and um, got that connection going right pretty much after spring camp. So it was a great time for them to spend the summers kind of talking and bonding, and, you know, it's paying off early here. I know you and I had talked about it last night after your win, but for the fans at home, maybe just speak to how, you know, this year you're 4-0 to start the year, but you've kind of won each game a little bit differently. How do you think that's beneficial for you guys moving forward to find different ways to win? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think you look at our, uh, especially our forward group, you kind of look down the list and you, you know some names, but some names you don't know. And, right. Um, but kind of our, our scouting staff knew we were going to be really deep up front. and. Um, you know, I was looking yesterday and it, I was kind of happy that, you know, yeah, we're 4-0 and and we don't have a single guy in the top 20 in scoring. Um, you know, it just goes to show our depth because each line can score on any given night. We don't have to rely on one, one or two lines. And um, we have four lines that can roll and we don't have a true, you know, number one line, number four line. It's whoever's going that night's going to play the most minutes and, you know, any, any line can really take over a game. So um, that's the way we wanted to form our team. Um, last year we uh, we definitely struggled to uh, score goals and it was uh, defense first and we knew kind of if we could get three goals we'd be in good shape right. where this year we want to bring in more, more skill, more depth and uh, be able to roll four lines every night. You haven't gone away from the defensive smothering structure that we're used to seeing from Yorkton, clogging up everything in the middle, making it really hard to get secondary opportunities and I, mean, I know Caleb Allen's a big uh, proponent of it but you've allowed the least goals against per game in the league. It's a great start under two at 1.7 I believe it is is uh, goals per game. So it, you mentioned the depth up front but what about your decor? We know Tyson Perkins and we know the returning guys that you know are going to be running for defensive player of the year but what can you tell us about some of these new guys Logan Nimmo, Dalton Mays that have come in and you know it has, they haven't missed a beat. Yeah um, you know I think um, I think it was you saying it uh, last night that Dalton Mays is a point per game that yeah. he stepped in as a 19 year old and you know he's done everything we've asked could ask for him um, kind of replacing uh, Jasper's role with, with uh, the power, like leading the power play and getting some points and um, defensively he's been great we want to bring in guys that can skate and uh, be mobile but think deep first and um, you know same with Logan Nemo he, he's been a uh, great find for us and he came in kind of halfway through the preseason and he's been steady he's really elevated his game and he keeps on getting better every day and guys with like Tyson Perkins they've been leading the way as well so um, we're, we're really happy with our decor and um, you know our, I think uh, the way we wanted to recruit our forwards is we won defensive forwards as well so um, you know play as a five-man unit and like you said kind of play that smothering uh, defensive style that takes away the neutral zone. Do you think Dalton Mays I mean you know it's his first year in the SJHL it's a totally different style of hockey from US uh, United States High School Prep League right do you think he's just kind of having his eyes sort of open and what he's able to do on the ice in the in the first four games? I think he's one that can really, I mean, open the eyes around people around the league come game 10, 15 maybe. Yeah, no, and, and you know what? I think it was two games in, he had two fights in preseason. So <laughs> the second he lost that, yeah. that cage, he was right into the yeah. mix. And um, he, yeah, he's just an all-around defenseman. And he's still finding his groove. Like you said, it's only four games in, in his junior A career. So, um, you know, we expect him to continue getting better, just like everyone on our team. But, yeah, he, uh, you know, I think the uh, ceiling is very high for him. Yeah.
Now, the Yorkton, obviously, guys are 4-0, but I'm sure there's some things you would like to improve on. So what are those things? Yeah, there, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Just for I, the fans yeah. at home. They, don't, they're not, they're, they have a perfect record, but they're not, they're, nobody's perfect. Yeah, no, um, yeah. you know, I, I don't think our puck control is that great right now. We're, we're having okay. way too many turnovers. Um, I think we're trying to be too cute in the neutral zone where, you know, instead of just chipping it past defensemen, we're, we're trying to toe-drag defensemen. Right. And early season kinks that I think most sure. teams go through and you want to get those kind of out of your system. And, you know, it, you always want to aim by uh, March to your playing your best hockey. So um, we just want to keep on getting better, you know, defensively in the neutral zone and offensively every day here. I want to move, uh, of course, to the showcase. We talked about the game that you just, uh, you know, your first victory here. You're going to play um, the Kindersley Clippers coming up the next game today, starting at 1.30, so make sure you tune into that. But what's your message for the players coming into the showcase? It, there can be elevated nerves knowing that the scouts are here, yep. uh, full barn, you're, you're, you're being evaluated. Do you have any certain kind of words of wisdom for those players to kind of calm them down a bit? Yeah, you know, um, yesterday I just said, I don't know what it is about showcases, but everyone thinks that, you know, all scouts want to see is highlight real goals, where that's not the case, you know. They want to see smart, smart hockey players, high hockey IQ, um, protect the puck when you have it, um, play good without the puck, and play simple. Um, I think uh, the simple hockey is better hockey. They, they don't need to see backhand sauce passes <laughs> getting picked off through the middle. They, no. they want to see good hard plays and, uh, you know, good hard uh, hockey plays. Do you think coming into the showcase when your team has already found success makes it easier for your players than maybe a team that that is, you know, looking for their first win where they're gripping the stick? Your team is 3-0 coming in. Do you think that helps? Yeah, you know, we've been on the other end of the stick the last, yeah. you know, four or five years where we start off about two and eight. So, um, and I, I know guys are gripping their sticks then. So, um, I, I think guys are definitely a little more relaxed. Um, they're, they're oozing with confidence right now. So, um, you know, I think that started in preseason. We ended, I think, with three or four wins in preseason too. So, um, after losing our first game. So, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think the confidence is, is definitely high right now. And, you know, we just have to keep on playing a smart game and, yep. and keep that going. What are your thoughts on the matchup this afternoon? The Kindersley Clippers. Rory just mentioned it, a team that's still looking for their first win. Obviously, a team you can't take lightly. Yeah, um, you know they they have I think two uh, shootout losses as well. Yeah. And um, every game that they've played, they've been in. They're yeah. they're a very hardworking team. They just haven't really gotten that bounce to, to get them that win. So um, we obviously don't want to be the team to, to give them that yeah. first win. So we have to be prepared this afternoon. They're you know we don't come to play. They'll, they'll work us all game. Um, and you know, like I mentioned to you uh, yeah, last night, that's the best part of the SJHL yeah. is that you know we don't have you know handful of teams where you know it's a guaranteed win there's so much parity in this league and and it just makes the league uh you know great to play in great to coach in and great for the fans i guess finally my final question for you man uh, we'll go on a lot more lighthearted note but it's a special year in yorkton 50th anniversary um what do you guys have all planned for i guess uh, the 50th anniversary year and, and how special is it to be a part of the 50th anniversary season in yorkton this year yeah it's very special you know it just goes to show how tight-knit the community is in yorkton yeah. and, and how supportive they've been to keep junior a hockey alive and well for 50 years is is a great accomplishment and um you know we have uh 50th throwback jerseys to yeah. um you know the first ever symbol that they had before that they yeah. just had kind of football numbers on the jerseys yeah. so um we were tempted to go with that but we want do more of a throwback to the first symbol that they had and um, kind of throughout the year our, our marketing director Grace Newfeld has a couple things planned with the alumni and and um, we want to try to get um, some original Terriers that were there for that first team or first awesome. couple years uh, involved and whether it's doing puck drops or you know any way we can involve them we definitely want to do that. Well Matt thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it uh, and best of luck this afternoon against the Kindersley Clippers. Perfect thank you very much for having me. That is the head coach and general manager of the Yorkton Terriers Matt Hare and after the break 
We are going to announce uh, this week's Players of the Week, and we'll preview the rest of the SJHL Showcase. This is SJHL Weekly on all of the SJHL social media platforms. Capital Auto Mall is a proud partner of the SJHL, supporting the rich traditions and proud future of junior hockey in Saskatchewan. Capital Auto Mall, on the corner of Rochdale and Pasqua in Regina. take the ice without protective wear. So why would you take to the job site that way? The SCSA is proud to partner with the SJHL. Coming in again, There was a time when safety in hockey was an afterthought. Thankfully, times change. This is not the reality anymore on the ice. It shouldn't be here either. The SJHL is proud to partner with SCSA to spread the message of safety to help ensure that today and tomorrow are as safe as they can be. When you buy a lottery ticket in Saskatchewan, your money really goes a long way. More than 12,000 sport, culture and recreation groups receive funding from Sask Lotteries every year. Get red and ready with Case IH and Young's Equipment. From Case IH Combines to Macdon Headers, Young's carries all the best in new or pre-owned harvest equipment. With field-ready, industry-leading equipment, and highly dedicated service staff, we're here when you need us most. Come experience our award-winning service for yourself and visit youngs.ca to find your nearest Young's Equipment location. Boost your efficiency and your bottom line with Young's Equipment and Case IH tractors, including the cutting-edge Puma 150 CVX and the Maxim 145 with best-in-class efficiency. Check out the Case IH lineup today at Young's Equipment. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly, live from the Warman Center for the SJHL Showcase. An outstanding chat with head coach and general manager of the Oakland Terriers, Matt Hare. And of course, all of our coaches' conversations this year is presented by the Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association. And uh, like we, we were talking to Matt, obviously they're very happy that they're 4-0, but it's, they still have lots to work on and they want to improve to 5-0 this afternoon. And, we talked about all the new faces for the Yorkton yeah. Terriers. And it's amazing how quickly they've been able to gel because they have been, they played really well yesterday. Yeah, they played fantastic. And yeah. it was, they, they had to stay with that system because Nippowin, who's been so successful early with a 2 mm -hmm. and 2 record, uh, the shots were almost even throughout. 41 yeah. 40, I think, by the end of the game. Reed Lalonde wasn't giving anything up to the Yorkton Terriers, neither was Caleb Allen to the Nippowin Hawks. 
So uh, they just stuck with it. They kept pressing. And as Matt Hare mentioned, over the latter 30 minutes, you can kind of see them taking over a little mm -hmm. bit more the majority of the game. Mm -hmm. And then that led to uh, you know their insurance marker late in the third period by the defenseman. Yeah, and a big game, obviously, this in afternoon. Mace, yeah. yeah, a big game for them this afternoon against the Kindersley Clippers. And then we were just talking, actually, during the commercial break to Matt. Mm -hmm. They're going to have a, some time off after. So, yeah, they're gonna, I think it's about 10 o days October off. 7th, I think he said, was yeah. the next game. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's a long break after yeah. today's game. Yeah, so they'll get some... They'll definitely get some rest, some much-needed rest for sure. Uh, that is going to be the next game on uh, the ice. We'll get into today's uh, games here at the SJHL Showcase in just a few moments, but we are going to announce the players of the week this week. It's very exciting for us to be able to do this on the show. Um, it's, you know, it's a great time in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and I'm going to be honest, we had a difficult time uh, picking players of the week this week because there was a lot of great performances, but... Let's start, we'll start with the SGEU MVP of the week. And uh, it goes to the Balfour North Stars forward, Stephen Kesslering, who had a great, uh, a great two games for the Balfour North Stars, four goals and an assist, and uh, one of the top performers for the North Stars so far this season. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Steve Kesslering picks up a hat-trick against the Notre Dame Hounds, follows yeah. up with another goal against the Melville Millionaires, but he's tied for the league lead in goals with five. He's one behind Bryden Kiesman for the league lead in points with seven. Kiesman has eight. Uh, it was tough. There was a couple players you could have thrown out as runner-ups or right there. Noah Wills had a Noah great Wills year. Noah Wills was outstanding, yeah. Uh, but the Battle for North Stars haven't lost. And I think, you know, that maybe gives an edge. We talked about the waves of forwards for Battlefords that yeah. it just consistently rolls for. You stop one, the other one's going to break through. And I know that me and you, when we did SJHL Insider on Thursday, when we profiled the Battlefords North Stars, I said, I don't know why Steve Kesslering doesn't get more credit around this league. When you talk right. about Battlefords, you talked about, you know, Southgate and Dole and their defense and yep. years back, Grzybowski, the goaltender. But yeah. Kesslering's been there the whole time. He has, and yeah. And he just, he's, he does everything right. He's so fast. He'll hit you against the boards. He scores. He, he, he's always on the right side of the puck as well defensively. Uh, I don't think he gets talked about enough, so him winning the MVP of the week, maybe that'll help spur the momentum for Steve Kestering, and I think he deserves it. Four goals and assists. And I just want to point out something that you kind of just touched on. When it comes to the teams that are still undefeated yeah. in the SJHL, there's a common theme here, the depth. Yes. Waves after oh, waves God. after waves. The Humboldt Broncos, um, obviously the Battle for North Stars, the Yorkton Terriers, Matt Hare mentioned that. Obviously, speak to that and how valuable that depth is for these teams that are obviously uh, undefeated. It makes line matching a nightmare for, oh, yeah. for the opposing coaches, Big especially time. if it's a home game for the team that has the depth, Yes, right, where the coach can get the last change. You never really know, uh, you know, you try to shut down, let's just take the battle for North Stars, for instance, Southgate and Dole, like I said. Then comes Sethering, or Kesslering and Keaton Klein. They just acquired Kean Bell. Like, it's just another offensive attack for the Humboldt Broncos. You shut down Soretsky and Nuance. Then comes Cecharelli and Zilke. Then comes Xavier Roy. QMG. It's it's just it's it's wears down opposing defenses. Yep. And you know, for guys that are playing 24, 25 minutes a game, if you still have four lines of forwards who you know are going to be fresh throughout 60 minutes, mm -hmm. and you still put your top defensive pairing out there, it can be tough. By the time 10 minutes left in the third period, you're getting that wave coming yep. and coming. If you know if it's a one goal game, it's tough to handle. 100%. All right, let's move to defenseman of the week. And we're going to stay with the Balfour North Stars and Wilson Steele. We, I mean, Balfour, like you mentioned, undefeated so yeah. far this year. Uh, a lot of great performances so far from, from them, and Wilson Steele's one of them. Yeah, Wilson Steele, uh, you know, second-year Battleford's North Stars defenseman, and, you know, we, we talk about Jordan Grill and Tanner Gold and, and uh, Tynan Ewart with 
the battle for North Star's defense, but uh, Wilson Steele had three assists this week. He's got four assists in four games, a point per game. One of the, uh, you know, hot starts from the blue liner. Uh, I, I won't be surprised. We got 56 games. I don't know how many weeks are in the season. <laughs> 22 maybe or something sure. like that for players yeah. of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battlefords might take half of them by the end of it. They just got so many blue liners. And oh, we'll have to start keeping track. Yeah, yeah. They might. They might. They already started off with here. One for two, 50%. Yeah. Uh, and Wilson Steele with three assists deserves it. Yeah, and uh, obviously they're going to be one of the top teams this league. I mean, we've been talking about it, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season. They've proven it so far. They're going to be a tough team to beat so far this year, or this year in the SJHL. Yeah, and it's always tough to pick, you know, your players of the week. And you get so many performances. Yeah. Uh, so we do like to shout out others. Louis Frederick, the Bears, was close yeah. for the Melville Millionaires. Yeah. Jared Six for the Notre Dame Hounds had, I believe, four points in his uh, couple mm -hmm. games. So uh, it, was, it was a tough one. But again, you got to win. Yeah. <laughs> we got to win, and the Battle for North Stars haven't lost, so Wilson Steele will get it. Well, at least people know that's kind of the tiebreaker yeah. for us. It's, you know, it, it, did your team ended up, end up winning the games? They did? All right, then you have a good chance yes. of being named uh, Player of the Week. Uh, the next one, probably not <laughs> going to be a surprise. Uh, Saskatel Goalie of the Week is Caleb Allen. I mean, we talked about him yeah. with head coach and GM Matt Hare. Um, he has been unbelievable for them in between the pipes to start the season. And I mean, yesterday he gets a 41-save shutout, and he also gets credited for a goal. It's no surprise. <laughs> it's definitely no surprise, but it wasn't without competition. No. And we'll, get, and we'll yeah, get to that. 100%. It was just Caleb Allen was that one step ahead. Was it the goal that helped him? I don't know. Uh, you can't take Maybe. that away from him. It's, no, on the, it's on the stat sheet. Yep. He's, he's got credit for the goal. Um, but yeah, 41 save shutout. He's 4-0. He's played every game for the Yorkton Terriers. Yep. I know all of them weren't this week, but uh, I, they found, I, I know it could be demoralizing for a fan base. Uh, I'm sure the players in the dressing room mm -hmm. knew who they had, but everyone in Yorkton maybe didn't. And Caleb Allen, when you lose Cale DePay, P1, you yeah. know, Rookie of the Year in the Viterra Division 100%. last year, he was uh, one of the best goaltenders in the league. And that could just be like, ooh, man, we had our guy. He was a young goaltender. Well, they found another one in Caleb Allen. Yeah, 41 save shutout. He's 4-0. He's got the second best save percentage in the league. He already has a goal. Uh, <laughs> the Yorkton Terriers are allowing the least amount of goals per game with 1.7. So yeah, all the credit goes to him. I mean, in watching that game yesterday, he just looked calm, cool, yeah. and collect. Like, Nipwin definitely had their chances to put the puck in the back of the net. They had a bunch of odd man rushes. But it seemed like nothing could face him in between the pipes. Yeah, he's boring in between the pipes, which is what you want for a goaltender. Hundred percent. Right? He, he just absorbs the puck. It's, there, there's no secondary opportunities. He's always in position. Moves to the top of the crease. Cuts down angles. Um, yeah, he's just sound, steady. And I mean, goalie scouts always say big, <laughs> big and boring's good. Big and Be boring. Be big and boring. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. And especially yeah. if they got good hands and they can handle the puck and I mean, you know, catch a, yeah, it. And I, no. Another compliment. I mean that too. Oh, yeah. by saying that. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, let's get to you mentioned. Without competition, because I'll be honest oh, yeah, with you, yeah. after that uh, game, the first game yesterday between LaRange and Kindersley, I, I thought 100% we were going to be locking in Dawson Smith as goaltender of the week for the LaRange Ice Wolves because he had two games this week. Uh, he allowed a goal in each game. He had that 44 save performance up in Flin Flon yeah. on Friday that I was at. He was unbelievable. He, and quite frankly, in my opinion, he stole that game. Unbelievable week for him, and he was unbelievable again yesterday. Um, he's kind of been a surprise for me okay. in, in the league. Xavier Cannon, we talked about this in the first set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played majority of the games last year sure. for LaRange. He was one of the elite goaltenders, uh, battled a little bit of injuries. When Dawson Smith came in, 
um, showed samples of being good, but also struggled in a few games. Of course. He had yeah. a couple bad games where he allowed seven, six, eight goals, right? Right. So we, I didn't know. And he, I mean, he comes in this year and he's proven that, um, you know, one more year maybe of development. Uh, you talked to Kyle Schneider after their win yesterday, and he said no one works harder in the offseason. Yeah. No one works harder in practice than Dawson Smith. So, yes, he's our runner-up this week because Caleb Allen just out-edged out him. But, um, yes, he, he has surprised me. And, again, with his save percentage, what's he at? 9.52 on the season over the course of his games. He's going to be a big proponent for the LaRon Geisels uh, trying to get back into that playoffs. And for me, I think with Dawson, the interesting thing is, you mentioned, obviously, Xavier Cannon went down last year. And I don't know if, when it comes to Dawson's development, if he would be where he is today without those games last year. Because he got into a lot of games last year yeah. as an 18-year-old, as essentially as a backup goaltender due to that injury. I, th I think getting a taste of any SJHL experience, exactly. you know, even if it's a few right. games, is... is um, paramount to be able to understand yeah. the game, understand what you need to do, uh, your commitment to your body, to your craft, to your practice in the offseason. And I've been I mean, hearing from Kyle Schneider and seeing what Dawson Smith's doing this year. It looks like uh, he was probably one of the hardest workers in the league in the summer. I think there was a lot of, obviously this year, there was a lot of unknowns, I think, in between the pipes 100%. across the league. Uh, a lot of new goaltenders. Dawson Smith was one of the few returning goaltenders, but he's definitely uh, proved so far this year he's going to be one of the top goaltenders in the league this We've year. We've lost so many of the of the big, yeah. of oh, the big names. 100%. Uh, like no said, Cal Shell. Race Ramsey, Race Cal Ramsey, Shell, yeah. uh, Matt Pacenti and Kindersley, yeah. who I thought was a little underrated. He was. DePape, Xavier Cannon. We listed half Austin the teams. Billos, yeah. Austin Billos, yeah. 17, yeah. out of 12. Unbelievable. New goalie. So many new goalies. And I mean, look at down the list. Josh Kotai's coming in for Battleford. Yep. Oh, 955. Yeah. Harmon Laser Hume, right? He was in the league, but now he's on a new team for yeah. Clinton replacing Cal Shell. Yeah. 943. Caleb Allen, a 950. Dawson Smith, 952. The save percentages are crazy with these goaltenders that are coming in and really performing well. Yeah, and shout out to Laser Hume, too, because in that Friday game against yeah. LaRange, he was also very good. I do believe he stopped uh, 30 shots in that game, so it was unbelievable goaltender performance. All right, enough goalie talk. Uh, finally, the Direct West Rookie of the Week. And this one, we are going to go to the Nipwin Hawks and Francois Xavier Bedard. Nipwin, uh, a three-game week, two against Estevan, getting the split, and then the unfortunate loss to Yorkton. But uh, Bedard, outstanding this week for uh, the Nipwin Hawks. Yeah, FX. I love the abbreviation of his name, <laughs> FX Bedard. Apparently, yeah. it's a more common name than I thought. In I Quebec. had no yeah, idea. It is. It's apparently more common. But uh, he's one that's come in. Uh, I saw him as the Broncos uh, played the Nipwin Hawks in the preseason. Yeah. Um, and he's one that, that stood out. And he's, he's small, he's shifty, he's cerebral, um, great little hands in tight, can work in and out of a phone booth of an area. And uh, he's, he's getting opportunities along the top six there for the Nippowin Hawks, which I think if you play with Kiesman or Dobson or any of those players that, Berger, yeah. Buck, that, that we know can generate offense, um, I, I think that, yeah, uh, FX Bedard's had a strong week. Only a couple points, but there wasn't really any rookie that broke the door open this week. And no, of course not. FX Bedard just consistently proving that he's, you know, one of the newcomers to watch this year. And I think you touched on it really well there, is that he is going to get such a good opportunity with yep. the Nipwin Hawks to play in that top six with some of those guys, like you touched on, Kiesman, Buckberger, all that. And as a result, you know, if they're going to play Tad Cozen hockey, you know, they're going to be playing very fast, high-tempo games, and they're going to be putting a lot of pucks on that. Nipwin Hawks had 16 goals coming into last night's game. They did yeah. get shut out to Caleb Allen, but yeah. they were third in the league in goals four. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know where you just used 
to 11 years of Doug Johnson with a smothering defense, oh, right? Maybe yeah. not a lot of shots on net. You can win by one. Yeah. You have an elite goaltender. Tad Kozin, he hasn't gone away from the defensive structure. Sure. Don't, don't, yeah. I'm not saying that at all. He yeah, still yeah. has it. He's learned that from a half a year with Doug and you know, obviously played yeah. for, for him with the Nippon yeah. Hawks. It's, it's the ability to combine that and still have a little more aggression up front, a little more attack in the attacking zone. And I think it's been proven. They're two and two. They've they've beat or two and three now. But they've beaten some tough teams, and they were third in the league in goals for. So they can do it. They can do everything. Yeah, they're fast. Yeah. They uh, forecheck very well, and you know I think they're gonna bounce back this year after a very tough year. They were very young last year too. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, it's a rebuild that you know it's maybe some people thought would take a couple years, right? Right, because uh, they were so young and they didn't score really any goals. They were. You know, it's, they struggled. Let's, let's face yeah, 100%. it. 100%. So it's tough to rebuild that in over the course of one summer. It seems like they brought in some really nice pieces. They're another team. They've lost both goalies from last year. Harmon Laser-Hume was traded out. That's and right. Chase Ham was also That's traded right. out. Yeah. So they got Reed Lalonde and McDowell in net, too. I also saw in the preseason. I think they got two mm -hmm. really good, capable goaltenders. Lalonde only allowed, um, what was that, three goals, I guess. Mm. Uh, but basically, in my opinion, it was one. Uh, against the Yorkton Terriers until the final minute of the game when Dalton May shot that point shot. He stopped 40, 42 shots in yeah. that game. And yeah, good goaltending. You know the defensive structure is going to be there from Tad Cozen and with his little spice putting in a little more offensive attack yes. on it. I like Nipwin, man. I like Nipwin. Don't, don't doubt him out. Yeah, I uh, talking to some of the people when I went up there for their home opener and they saw the first game. You know, it's definitely uh, a different style of yeah. hockey yeah. that they're used to, but they're definitely not complaining because it's definitely an entertaining brand of hockey. So in recap for Players of the Week, the SGU MVP of the Week, Stephen Kesslering from the Battle for North Stars, four goals, one assist, like you mentioned, Rory. Uh, Defenseman of the Week, Wilson Steele, also from the Battle for North Stars. Sastel, Goalie of the Week, no surprise. Caleb Allen allowing one goal, shutout. He got a goal, unbelievable. Can't ask for much more. And then, of course, the Direct West Rookie of the Week is Francois Xavier Bedard. So uh, there are your players of the week for the SJHL as of yesterday, uh, these next three days of the showcase, and then the rest of the week will be for next week's players of the week. But we got to get into the games here, mm -hmm. the showcase today. Four games. It's a jam-packed day of hockey. The game behind us is almost complete. Uh, let's talk about it. We, having, we got to watch the first little bit yeah. of it, and right now it's 9-3 for the Humble Broncos, a pretty dominant performance, but uh, maybe just speak to uh, the Broncos. Obviously, now they're going to be improving to 4-0. 4-0, yeah. They'll join the Battle for North Stars and the Yorkton Terriers, the only undefeated teams, yeah. and they all have the exact same record. Uh, they've blown the doors off this one. They're out shooting LaRange 42-23 and winning 9-3, but to be honest with you, I was sitting right in this chair behind me watching the first 10 minutes of the game. I thought it was sloppy. I thought, right. I, I thought the Broncos were missing their passes, right. missing their marks, their power play. Got one shot on two attempts. Right. Um, but that's what you expect. It's a 10.30 in the morning game. Yeah. And Humboldt wasn't here yesterday, so they left on the bus 6.30 this morning to come. Of course, it's not that far, only oh, an no, hour no. and a half. Yeah. But uh, I think it was just they needed to get their legs under them at 10.30. Uh, sure. And then LaRange got the game's opening goal. It was the first time Humboldt conceded the game's opening goal this season. But um, we can, you, you can kind of see the, the ice getting slanted a bit later on throughout mm -hmm. the, the second half of the first period, definitely through the second, and now in the third where they've scored four goals here in the third period. You kind of have to expect that for the 10.30 a.m. games for both today, yeah. tomorrow, and for Wednesday. Yeah. You know, 10.30 for it's these tough, guys. Man, it's tough. 
you know, this isn't Adam yeah. hockey. They're, these guys aren't used to playing at 10.30. They're, they're, you know, creatures of habit, right? You know, there's a two-hour pregame routine and everything like that. So you kind of expect the first 10 minutes of these 10.30 games to maybe be a bit sloppy. Of course, you mentioned also, you know, Humboldt had to drive in this morning. Yeah. LaRange played yesterday, too, yeah. here at the Showcase. So, uh, tough outing for the LaRange Ice Wolves, but uh, no Dawson Smith in between the pipes No, either. No Dawson Smith. The Broncos just put up their 10th goal of the game here, so they hit double digits. Uh, it's a showing for them. I just got to go back to what you said, um, or you asked me, what does having the four lines that can roll do? It Prime was, example. It was only one nothing. about six minutes left in the first period for yeah. the LaRange Ice Wolves. Humboldt scored two late in the first period, right. but... As the game goes on, it wears on the defense of the team. And you, you're seeing it here in the third period. It's, it's that they've had six goals in the third period. It's just, it is tantalizing having that pressure, pressure, pressure. New people, new people, new people. And no forward line's getting tired because they're rolling them. Yeah, 100%. The Laurent Ice Wolves, uh, that this is their final game here yep. at the SJHL Showcase. The Humble Broncos will be in action. Tomorrow night, as they take on the uh, defending SJHL champions, the Estevan Bruins, and actually we have the call. That's right. We have the call for that game. So uh, you can tune in to Sassel Max for that one. Um, next game today, after this one, we talked with Matt Hare about it. It is the Yorkton Terriers going up against the Kindersley Clippers. Yorkton looking to try and go to 5-0. and And I'm sure for Yorkton, they probably want uh, to go into that lengthy break on a winning note because I couldn't imagine, you know, going into a break like that, a 10-day break, coming off potentially a, t a tough loss. So what do you expect, I guess, from this matchup? Because you obviously have two teams at kind of different ends of the spectrum right now. Uh, this is a leave-it-all-out-there game for yeah, the Orkin Terriers, 100%. Not that any game shouldn't be a leave-it-all-out-there game, sure. but it's a showcase. It's the final yeah. chance in front of all the scouts. You're undefeated, and you don't play for 11 days. Yeah. It's a leave-it-all-out-there game. It doesn't matter how tired you are from playing yesterday yeah. in a really tough game against the Nippon Hawks. But... Um, we heard Matt Hare talk about the Kindersley Clippers. Yeah. They've lost twice in a shootout. Yeah. They've been lost once to the, or one goal game to the Battleford North Stars, one goal game to the Melville Millionaires. They're in it. Yeah. They're in, it's there. It's, it's there, and we know it's there. They have six returning defensemen. they got a lot of talent up front. Of course, Aiden Bangs, Matt Mazzocchi, the young 16-year-old Brock Evans. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think they need to find a way to put it together. Right. Uh, is the Arctic Terriers one of the, you know, is it, it's not an easy game by not any means. All. They're undefeated, right? Uh, so... Is it going to be tough for the Kinsley Clippers? I just think you, you, you can't dwell on the fact you're looking for your first win. It's a showcase. You know you got some yeah. talent, and you're there. You're there. It's one, it's one extra step. It's one extra smart choice, smart read, and, and now you're winning that game by one instead of losing it. Yeah, so it should be a very interesting game. I think match, it's going to be close. I think I, one goal I, again. I think, I think so a one goal too. game. I think, yeah. I think Kindersley is a lot better than the record shows right now. Yes. And, and that comes back to, I think, also, too, it's just it's so early that you don't want to make any judgments just yet on any teams. But yeah, Kindersley's been in three of their four games, very tight, and we'll see if they can get the job done at 1.30 uh, this afternoon. Now, the next game features the Melville Millionaires. Hey, they're coming off their first win of the season over the Kindersley Clippers in that shootout as they take on the Notre Dame Hounds. Two teams that, you know, not off to the greatest starts nope. yet this year, but both teams looking for their second win of the season. Yeah, this one's going to be fun. Um, I think so, too. Yeah. You, got, you got Noah Wills up front. Notre Dame's going to have to yeah. try to close him out somehow. Yeah. Um, and then you got Will Dawson on the other side. I think two really talented players that are in their breakout season this yeah. year. They both showed last year in their rookie year really what, oh, yeah, these guys to watch. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to be asked to lead the offense. Yes. Dawson for the Hounds, Wills for the Melville Millionaires. 100%. So keep your eye on those two players in this game. Uh, and again, it's both teams that, I wouldn't say starting behind the eight ball. No, 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 no. Um, yep. They're just, you know, they're still uh, tr trying to get some more consistency throughout their game. 
and well, a chance to go up one another is a chance to find that. Yeah, one of those teams is going to get their second win of the season. And then finally, uh, to close out day two of the SJHL Showcase, I think we have a really interesting matchup here. The Flin Flon Bombers mm -hmm. taking on the Weyburn Red Wings. Obviously, we mentioned Flin Flon's kind of struggles uh, on the offensive note so far this season, just five goals in three games. Um, going up against the Weyburn Red Wings squad who put up a nine spot last uh, in their last game. So what do you kind of expect from this matchup? Because I, I, this one for me is very intriguing. Well, I mean, Weyburn averages 4.67 goals per game now ah. thanks to that nine goal nah. outpouring. And uh, Flint Flon doesn't. They no. average 1.7. So, uh, I mean, I think Flint Flon is a good opportunity for them. Weyburn, yes, they've had a great start, but Flint Flon was at the finals last year. The yeah. returning players know they can win. They have a lot of them on their lineup. Their defense is still strong. Laser Humes played fantastic yes. in that. Flint Flon just needs something to go right for them and then watch out because they're there. They, yeah. it, it's a little bit of a, you know, a Centennial Cup hangover. Right? There's a lot of hockey played. 100%. Um, where the Weyburn Red Wings didn't. They didn't make the playoffs. Sure. And now they come out flying. You got yeah. Kirk Mullen. You got Ty Mason already, you know, dropping the mitt, scoring goals. He'll score two on you and then, you know, stick you in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> He's that type of player, and I love it. Uh, but, yeah, I think for Flint Flon, just don't get demoralized. Yeah. You, you, ha you know you have it. You were in the finals last year in game seven, one game away from winning the championship. Yeah. And, and Jaden Mercier, um, Jackson Martins, you know, all, Cole Dupro, all the returning players, just keep it going. Uh, if they pick up a win, they're not a team that I want to face once they find it. No. They're not. And for the Weyburn Red Wings, well, 9-2 over Estevan. You're close against Yorkton, the undefeated team. Uh, Cody Mapes has that team playing with hearts, and they have them playing collectively together. I think... Uh, I mean, it's a great start, but they've got to keep it going as well. I know speaking with Cody Mapes uh, for our season previews on SJHL.ca, he, he strongly felt, he thought the Weyburn Red Wings were going to surprise a lot of people they this have. season. And, I mean, so far, yes, yeah. they've been outstanding. Kirk so. Mullen, man, watch this guy. Kirk Mullen, again, we talked Kessler underrated. Mullen is a, uh, he's a player. He is a player, man. And I'm also, I'm personally a big fan of Goche up front as well. Yeah. I mean, when you're drafted. Pro professional first, lacrosse player. Professional lacrosse <laughs> player. First round draft pick, a yeah. Panther City. Yeah. Um, Nugsy made the joke, I think, last week. Uh, better cover him behind the net. That's right. Uh, because he'll, he'll be a weapon for sure. I guess before we wrap up this episode of SJHL Weekly, uh, Rory, final thoughts, I guess, on day two. What are you looking forward to here today and the rest of the week here at the Showcase? I, mean, I loved it how all the schools came down first and awesome. foremost. Like oh, we, every section was filled with 40 kids. They were cheering every time there was a, two players come together. They yeah. were like, fight, fight. Was just, I was worried. I, I we just loved the energy. I, I was worried we weren't going to have any hearing by the end of yeah. the game, to be so, honest. So I'm assuming you. more schools are going to come <laughs> go, come by tomorrow yeah. morning as well yeah. uh, to take in the early game. Um, I, I love the Showcase. I love the broadcasts. I love, uh, you know, the Legend Center and warming. Oh, the hospitality is fantastic. Yeah. And some of these players, because of these two games, are going to continue their hockey career. And that's what it's all about. It's about moving players on into post-secondary hockey, into education, U sports, D1, D3, ACA, whatever it is. Yeah. Wherever they find landing spots, that's what it's about. And this event is able to spur that momentum forward. And uh, I just I really, I really, just wish the best for all the players trying to secure that position. I couldn't have said it better myself. A hundred percent. And that's what obviously the SJHL wants. They want to be yep. able to push players onto the next level. And an event like this gives them 
that opportunity. Now, before we go, we've got to give a big shout out first off to the Legend Center for playing host to the SJHL Showcase, and then of course our broadcast for the SJHL Weekly. Uh, we couldn't have done it obviously without the great people here at uh, the Legend Center. But a big shout out to all of our sponsors: Chevrolet, Viterra. RBC, SaskTel, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, and Tourism Saskatchewan. It has been a great first day and a bit, I guess that's the best way of putting it. We got four days today, or four games today, so it's going to be a long day. And you'll be back tomorrow with another show. And we are going to be back tomorrow with another show. Obviously, you're probably wondering, hey guys, where's Jamie? <laughs> we saw him walk through the broadcast. Well, Jamie's currently doing the game behind us on SaskTel Max, where you can watch every SJHL Showcase game. He's on the broadcast right now. You guys are going to switch roles because yeah. you got the 10.30 game tomorrow morning. Yeah, got the early start. You know, make sure we get the uh, the bed legs out <laughs> and, and the, you know, the cobwebs up top. Yeah. Got to get some coffee in. And, A lot yeah, of coffee. Yeah, great game tomorrow morning as well. We got, what, three games now down and nine to go in the showcase. We're just rolling through. We're only 30% done. Yeah, we're rolling through, to say the least. But thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon here at the Legend Center. The first game's just about to end. But uh, that'll do it for us, for Rory McGoran. My name is Jeremy Corrigan, and this has been another edition of SJHL Weekly on all of the SJHL social media platforms.